ready to stop spinning your wheels and start moving your business forward, you're in the right place. On each episode of Accelerate to Achieve, we'll discuss a crucial step in the journey offering tips and advice that you can apply immediately within your own company. From financial management to customer success to digital transformation, we'll cover it all while providing leadership lessons from top industry insiders. In just 15 minutes, you'll be inspired to build momentum through action and achieve incredible results. Welcome to Accelerate to Achieve, the podcast that moves you from question to answer and idea to execution. Hello, and welcome back to the latest edition of the Accelerate to Achieve podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Walter, the founder of Parallels Advisory. It's easy to get caught up in our own here and now, focused on the tasks at hand or where that next sale will come from. Joining us today is an individual who has spent his career supporting others in their journeys. Now, I'm thrilled to be joined by Ryan Harbinson, and he is the Director of Business Development at Clearbridge Branding Agency. Now, with over 15 years marketing and sales experience, he's built successful personal and regional brands across a multitude of categories. Ryan, it is a pleasure having you join us. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate the uh, opportunity. Really excited to be here, man. So great stuff. So let's jump straight in. You know, many, particularly in the last year and a half, were overwhelmed in cold outreach from emails to messages, just telling us how much someone their service, their product is just going to change everything for our business. <laughs> How do you approach things differently? Yeah, I mean, uh, the cold outreach for me, and as we talked before, is really just not the way because it all comes down to, you know, that relationship that's involved, right? And and for me, it's like, there's always opportunities with the people that you already know. And if you think that you reaching out to somebody cold isn't going to open up doors with because they know everyone else that maybe you do like if you're a marketing person if you don't think that somebody doesn't already know five marketing people and you're like good afternoon did you know that internet traffic is up 300 percent and together it's just not it's not achievable so what i always say is stick with who you know and a friend of a friend goes a long way when you're always helping those people get in front of the right people as well um you know there's many mantras i live my life by and one of the main ones is the low and slow mentality right? You know, patience over greed. And that stuff is just the way it works. You know, it takes time, but if you put the effort in, those seeds grow. So if we kind of go back a little bit to the beginning of things, when it comes to building those relationships you talked about as a place to start, how do you go about doing it? And what do you keep front of mind? Sure. So I think that's a place that people get kind of like lost. It's like, how do I start and where do I go? And, and I think it's understanding like, Chambers and organizations are a great way to, to begin that, that networking process. And they can kind of be broken down into three different categories. So like town, uh, re, uh, like uh, county, and then more like regional, right? And start on the first one and work your way up. So everyone's got, you know, uh, town associations or like local town chambers. Um, and some are like greater, right? So they maybe uh, engulf a couple other towns. Um, you know, I just start with those. And it's a couple things, right? So one is whenever I go to those events and I don't know anybody, I just spill my guts, right? Find the people that tend to know each other, wait for them to like kind of stop the conversation and walk up and say, hey, I don't know anyone. And people get really excited when new people come in and they allow them to say, hey, I, I need help. Like, who should I talk to? What should I do? Um, another great way to do it is 
find anybody that has a badge at those organizations. So anybody who's like an ambassador, uh, committee member, or even someone that's part of the actual staff, find those people. They're a great resource to kind of make your way within the group and say the same thing. Like, hey, this is my first time here. I've heard a lot about you guys, and I would really love to learn, you know, X, Y, and Z. Or I'm always looking to meet people of uh, one, two, and three different categories, you know. Never tell people you're agnostic because they're never going to think about you because it's too broad of a spectrum. Tell people that you always have one, two, or three different organization types that you're looking to get involved with and have those people do the work for you. So I'd like to jump back to something you sort of said at the onset about the, the slow process. So let's, let's jump into that. How critical is patience? And what message do you have to others that really feel the pressure of, <clears throat> needing to focus on quantity instead of quality. Well, you know, I, the patience game is, is, you know, patience is a virtue, as they say, right? And that is really the way to kind of grow your business on the long term. I mean, look, we talked about this too before. I could do a thousand phone calls, get a hundred people interested, close 10 deals and do well. But after a certain point, it's all becomes about price and no relationship involved. Right. So being able to build, going back to what we said, being able to build those initial core groups of people that you have, you know, I call it the core six, right? You're going to have six people that are always involved in the transaction that you were involved in that can be great reciprocal partners. And then you're also going to wind up, the more you network and the more you're out and about, you're going to make a lot of really good friends that are going to become more than just business people that you have text chains with and that you text and they know their kids. Those people are core elements to that patient screen because what happens is that over time and as those seeds get planted, you're going to develop almost a sales team that unofficially works for you, right? So for me, I've got about 35 to 40 people that don't work for ClearBridge that are really my sales team that I've educated on what we do to help bring in leads for us as well and vice versa, you know? Um, Part of that also is realizing that core six, eight, ten people that you're kind of always surrounded with are your your absolute opportunities to make introductions for people. So if you're meeting new people and you don't want to sell to them right away because it's a fresh relationship, always offer to make introductions to the people in your core group who are also great networkers and just say, hey, you know, I'd love to meet you to meet X, Y, and Z, and I think they'd be someone to really help you expand your network. And they're always looking to meet new people. So I'd like to turn this on its head a bit. I'm wondering, can you actually succeed if you're not kind of putting you and your company first all the time? You know, I remember years ago, Gordon Gecko told us greed was good. And I'm just wondering if I'm thinking about others and not my company and myself, do I really get ahead? Do we really succeed? Well, I mean, there is a balance to it, obviously, right? And that's part of it. You know, for, for me, it's like uh, having those people in mind opens up other doors for me to get involved with other people that might turn into clients. Um, it's also understanding, you know, what that client looks like for you and being able to describe that client. Um, also, it's it's putting that out into the universe. And I know it's a crazy thing, but the more that you say it and the more that you do it and the more you believe in what you're doing, those opportunities will really grow in front of you. And, you know, I think the other thing is it's it's staying top of mind and, you know, top of mind you know, live in the social media feeds and always be relevant. And that way people are always thinking of you as well too. So when I'm online, I'm out there, people are always thinking about us and we're continuing to keep people educated. But as you grow through those opportunities of that network, 
what I can do is put together those lists of ideal clients. And when you really give for a long time, you can really start to ask. And when you, when you develop almost that, that pool of asks is when you can really start to open up the new doors to get new clients in. I mean, for me, I say for every 12 gives, you get an ask, right? And when those asks kind of accumulate, then it's easier to say, hey, I see that you're connected with these people at Company X. This is what I would like to do. Maybe we can set something up or, hey, invite this guy to an event that you know, and then I'll be there. Maybe we can introduce each other instead of it being ice cold. Now it's lukewarm. So it's it's using the intros. It's making that network work with you and for you, but also keeping your top customers who are not there yet in mind to get in front of them by utilizing those networks. You know, I liked how you started framing things around, you know, the six to eight, the 35 to 40, as you mentioned earlier. So with the kind of depth of people and commitment, you know, you make to relationships, are there just fundamental limits to how many people you could really sustain a strong connection with? I mean, obviously, the the more that you're out, the more that you see people, right? I think that's part of it, too. Um, and yes, those relationships, you're going to see more people than you do um, than others. Okay. But part of that is, and this is why I keep my LinkedIn very, very connected and, and small, right? I'm always hanging out between like 11, uh, 1050 and 1200 people, right? And part of that is because the people that I put content out to, I want those people to be relevant in who, who, who they are so that they know me, right? And every couple months, month and a half, two months, I'll go through and I'll do the massive deletes on people that I don't know, right? If I don't know the face, I get rid of it. But that, what that also does is it opens up doors for me to reconnect with people that maybe I don't see as much. And as I'm going through and looking through my list, I'm going to message those people, quick and dirty stuff. Hey, what's going on? Haven't talked to you. Here's a link to my calendar. Let's grab a coffee. Let's grab beer. Let's grab lunch, whatever it is. And as I'm going through deleting people, I'm also refreshing my memory on people that maybe I haven't seen as much, but I know are great assets and, and great people to, to work with because they get the game, right? We grow one, we grow all. So hard selling is not part of the, the, the world these people are in, which is why they're connected with me on LinkedIn, which is why I have them close. And it reopens up those doors to kind of get back in front of those people that can really help you out. You know, I know some folks have talked to me before and mentioned it seems hard to always be able to help these core folks. Um, maybe you're newer. You don't have as many contacts, maybe as connect many connections to give someone. Thoughts from your perspective on just how you stay relevant and can help others if maybe you're, again, newer or don't have all of that? Because I imagine there's a lot of ways you do it. But I think for folks, um, they often come up a little short and are curious. Yeah, I mean... So kind of highlighting back to what we said, a couple of things, right? It'd be starting that beginning networking. Look, you're going to go out to events and you're going to be on calls and you're going to have, even if it starts slow, like two or three people that you're just like, Hey, I like these, these people. They really get it. They understand like they're, that's a great way to start. And just anytime that you're going to do introductions, just have those three people in your pocket at all times and go, all right, I only, I only know three or four people that are really part of my network. I'm just going to like be like, oh, do you know this person, that person? They're probably going to say no. And then you can always send that out. The other thing is it's it's analysis by paralysis on the internet, right? So like 
you have to be online in order for people to remember you and to build those relationships to get more eyeballs on you, right? So if you have a problem where I don't like to be in the pictures or my content isn't isn't good, it's because you're overthinking your content. People just want engagement, right? Content is king. Engagement is queen, all right? And if you can't be involved in the content version, be part of the engagement factor. Run the dollar eighty strategy, right? So 90 posts a day, you know, utilizing hashtags, liking, commenting, and sharing. The other thing is, too, is that people are putting out immense amounts of content on the Internet. And what you can do is utilize their content as your own, right? Look at Barstool on Instagram maybe like three years ago. They didn't make any content. All they did was post other people's stuff. They didn't make any content. It's crazy. So part of that is utilizing that mentality. The other, the other side of the coin is become more of your personality. Only. So like if you sell branding, such as myself, but you happen to, I don't know, like video games, right? Be someone that understands those worlds. Like gaming is a big part of my strategy. I love esports. I love like uh, any kind of like AI and that stuff. So I'm always posting stuff on that industry that interests me to get more involved in that community. The other side is if you're just going to stick to the industry that you're in, insurance and banking and marketing or whatever it is, majority of people go on the same sites every morning, right? And a lot of those sites are integrated into your organization or what you're selling out there. So share that content out there, write a little blurb and put it out. So there's multiple ways to stay in the feed and stay alive, but also doing nothing is not going to allow you to grow that reach because people forget about everybody, right? And it's understanding how to stay in front of those people, either through comments, liking and share, putting out your own content or reutilizing other people's content. Firstly, you've shared so much. Uh, <laughs> it's great because in such a short period of time, you've been able to really probably overwhelm folks with ideas and thoughts. And as we begin to wrap up here, I wanted to ask you one last question. There might be those who feel stuck, particularly in that quantity rut. Uh, maybe they're at a place where that's what's um, what's measured in the organization. What advice do you have for them on how to pivot? Yeah, that's always the the hardest part, right? Is when you've got when you got numbers, people rolling down your down your your back all the time. You know, and, and for that, what I say is, it's it's really amping it up, right? Instead of thinking of it as I'm going to send a hundred emails, right, out to these people that I don't know. It's better to send a hundred emails out to people that you possibly already have relationships with, right? It's doing that ninja work and now really making sure that if you got these people lying down on your on your neck is figuring out what that list of clients looks like, right? And then doing your cross-referencing to then be able to utilize the network that you have to maybe open those doors a little bit faster and a little bit easier instead of it being completely cold, right? It's, it's also realizing that the seeds take time to grow. And even though people are like down your, your neck, you need to figure out how those seeds maybe get a little bit of fertilizer and grow a little bit faster. Well, before we close, I did want to thank you for being on. Again, really appreciate it. I know there's so much that came out of this. And we just thank you for sharing that with all of us. Yeah, I mean, happy to go. I mean, if I could leave one last thing, I think part of it is just understanding, you know, that we live in a crazy world of, you know, 
constant bombardment by information. Um, you know, the, the, the social and the online game is extremely important to your growth as salespeople and it just biz dev people in general. Um, I always say pick three and, and stick with those because there's so many options out there with Facebook and TikTok and Snapchat and Instagram and YouTube. And I mean, the lists go on and on, right? If you have an account out there and you haven't tweeted anything since 2018, it's probably time to delete the Twitter account, right? And it's understanding that content can be shared on multiple sites at the same time. So if you're on Instagram and you have a Facebook account, you can do dual content on both, right? Um, LinkedIn is kind of its own thing, but then at the same time, if you're looking to actually do content, you can invest in things like Hootsuite. And Hootsuite is more of a uh, scheduled content provider at the same time. So the power of share is amazing because it allows you to show love to people and also to create content at the same time. So it is it is a very uh, old school thing, but sharing is caring. And in the social media world, it really goes a long way, especially when people are looking to hire others. That is a great time to share. Well, Ryan, I think that's a great place to finish. And thank you again for joining us on the podcast today. I appreciate it. It's short and sweet. I love it. Who's looking out for me if I'm not? In <laughs> our current environment, this seems like a logical and even pragmatic question to ask. Real, sustaining results, though, come from building on a genuine foundation focused on others, not just yourself. Thank you for listening today. I look forward to joining you on the next episode. Until then, I'm Ryan Walter, and remember that solving your biggest business problems begins when you decide to accelerate your approach and achieve more. At Parallels Advisory, our focus is your business's future. Having the right insight, experience, and perspective makes all the difference when tackling far-reaching issues within your company. We are here to simplify the steps, unlock your potential, and move you forward making your vision a reality. We've helped startups achieve massive growth, Mid-sized businesses navigate digital transformation and enterprises embrace innovation. Wondering how to jumpstart your business and move it forward? Contact us to discuss your audacious goals during a complimentary consultation. Thank you for listening to this episode of Accelerate to Achieve. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen. Got a question? Feedback on the program? We're interested in being a guest, simply go to perils.co forward slash A2A podcast and send us a message. To learn more about our work or to book a consultation, visit us at perils.co forward slash contact. Until next time, remember that solving your biggest business problems begin when you decide to accelerate your approach and achieve more.